Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your favorite and bloodiest podcast to discuss the Vampire Diaries and the characters with festering wounds that are not being cared for appropriately. My name's Claire. I'm joined as always by my co-host Beth, and we're here to discuss The Descent. Whoa, season two, episode 12, we're there already. Wow. It's crazy. I think The Descent comes from that horror movie about a bunch of ladies who like dive into a cave oh that's one of the few horror movies that i've seen i have not seen it yeah did any of them like go crazy i don't really remember now okay it was a long time ago so i don't know if it's thematically appropriate or not but there is definitely a descent into something yes absolutely also probably one of the highest body counts we've had in an episode yeah, how Especially, many were there? I counted five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we start off, well, I guess if we're counting things that happen immediately preceding the episode, there's a lot more than five because our first scene is Jules waking up naked in the forest after her werewolf romp. Right. And there's like an entire campsite full of people that have been completely dismembered. And their body parts are strewn all around, and Mm -hmm. Jules has blood all over her mouth. But aside from that, her makeup is totally perfect. Oh, yeah. Her skin is pristine. Mm -hmm. She looks lovely. At some point, she steals one of their outfits. Even (laughs) though they all had limbs ripped off, I don't know where she got fully intact in bloodless clothes. Oh, I was thinking she might have brought, like, an overnight bag with her. But I'm like, how could she have been carrying that around if she was in werewolf? Yeah. And it fits her perfectly, too. I'm very confused. I didn't think about this before. And it was very stylish. It was like... Yeah. It was way more stylish than her own clothes, so we know that it couldn't have been hers. (laughs) Exactly. So she starts dragging all the parts to make a bonfire, but then a cop is just driving through the forest and sees a campsite, and I don't know if it's, like, not legal to camp there, or if he was just hoping to, like, get some barbecue. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was weird that the campsite was so close to to a main road. Yeah. That was bizarre. So she has to stop and comes up with a cunning plan to pretend that she was camping with them and they all got killed by a wolf, which is sort of true. It is true. We just... She was the wolf. Yeah. (laughs) There's a she-wolf in the closet. So the cop comes up and he's like, geez, Louise, what's happened here, ma'am? He's like Kimmy Schmidt's stepfather. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And she pretends to be crying like, my friends, they're all dead. A wolf. Ah! And he goes to like call in reinforcements on his radio. He doesn't question why all the bodies are like stacked and clearly about to be set on fire. I know. He didn't even look around. He's not a very good cop, but I guess a lot of deputies have died, so they're like unreserved deputies. Right. He's just learning the ropes. (laughs) So the minute he turns his back, Jules grabs like somebody's arm and whacks him in the head with it. I don't know if she kills him or not. It's not like she can compel him to forget seeing her, so she probably did. Yeah. I feel like it was implied that she did, but we don't see it for sure. Also, somebody's dismembered arm is kind of a blunt weapon to use. Yeah. I feel like you couldn't kill someone that easily with it. Yeah. Although she does have werewolf strength. Yeah. And they do have extra strength even when it's not the full moon as we saw when Tyler kicks that trash can. <laughs> right. Um, but 
this scene does make me wonder, and Jules in general makes me wonder, like, do werewolves have the same thing where, like, they become more evil after they turn? Because I feel like that wasn't the case with Mason. And it doesn't seem to be the case with Tyler, but she just, like, knowingly transformed and didn't restrain herself just so she could get at one vampire and then murdered a bunch of people, didn't care, and then in cold blood murdered another person while not a wolf. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. Maybe she's just a horrible person. Yeah. Aside from being a werewolf. She must be. I I hate Jules. Me too. She's the worst. She sucks. And for any of our listeners who are wondering why I recognized her in the previous episode, it's because she was Lucas's fiance on One Tree Hill. Uh, shout out to my sister, Allie, for providing me with that tidbit of information. <laughs> and she's 23, not 20, like I said on last episode. <laughs> That's a big uh, difference. I know. Well, she's my youngest sister. You so didn't in know my she mind, was legally able to drink alcohol? Oh, I did. Well, in my mind, I always think that she's way younger than she is. When she was 17, I asked her if she knew what YouTube was. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I digress. So we've now made it up to the title card. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we come back, we're in Stefan's bedroom, and Elena's there looking for him. And, of course, he appears behind her shirtless. Yeah, she's like, Stefan, Stefan. Oh, you're standing right behind me, aren't you? And he's like, yep. Here <laughs> Where I else am. would I be? I know. Always creeping right behind you, Elena. Yeah. And he's wearing very, very low slung pajama pants. <laughs> yeah, they're like barely on, which I'm not complaining. Yeah. And so they kiss a little bit, and Elena's like, I just want to fuck 24 7 now that we're back together. Catherine's in the tomb and can't mess with us anymore. But Stefan's being all Debbie Downer, like, well, you know, we have some things we have to talk about, like this Klaus situation. Yeah, I think he's like, we have this press- pressing issue of you being Klaus's human sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a good way to put it. <laughs> but Elena's like, I made a deal with Elijah, we're fine, like, settle down. But Stefan wants to reach out to Isabel, since Catherine recommended that before. And Elena's like, why would you listen to anything Catherine says? Mm-hmm. Let's just hang out. But Stefan's not having it. Elena makes herself, like, a drink. She finds, like, a little vial of vervain in Stefan's desk and pours it into what I think is supposed to be a glass of water, but it comes from, like, one of those crystal vials that they have. Yeah. And I'm like, is that just gin? Is she just starting the day <laughs> off with a gin-vervain cocktail? Oh, my God. I feel like vervain would probably mix well with gin. Yeah, I, I bet they have that same, like, like herbal, herbal, herbal taste. Yeah. Yes. A little bit of juniper in there. Uh, so she drinks some, and then Stefan drinks some, because he wants to copy Catherine's... Uh, Drink a little bit every day with not just blood, but also vervain. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And he he reacts as though he has drank the cheapest vodka known to man. Or yeah. like Ron Swanson's family moonshine. Yes, exactly. He was like, ah, I said it was reminds me of when I take the liquid NyQuil before I go to bed. <laughs> it seems to have that similar taste. Yeah. So they're back together, but... They, like, don't interact at all for the rest of the episode until the very end. Yeah. Because Stefan's off on his own bullshit journey. Now, in this scene, Elena is pretty much like, 
listen, don't talk to Isabel because Elijah said we should just stay out of everything and Mm -hmm. lay low. So Stefan was kind of like, listen, that's the deal that you made with Elijah. I can do whatever I want. And I feel like he's kind of like walking on thin ice here with the spirit of the agreement between Elijah and um, Elena. I'm wondering if it's going to come back and bite them in the ass, so to speak. Perhaps. Yeah, it's making me nervous. (laughs) I know. But Elena has all confidence that Elijah is going to protect them, which I guess is good. Yeah. We haven't seen any evidence in the contrary so far. Right. So after we leave those guys over at Elena's house, we check in at the Salvatores where Damon and Rose are hanging out. And we remember from last episode, Rose got the werewolf bite and her back began to fester and kind of bubble and be disgusting. Mm -hmm. So we open on Rose drinking blood to speed up the healing of her back. And Damon kind of moves her sweater that she's wearing to check in on it. And that shit got worse. Oh my God. It's like all over her back now. It's obviously infected. It's an open wound. And they have decided not to like put any gauze on it. No, like, neosporin or anything yeah they're just leaving like it can't be comfortable for her to have a camisole and a sweater on over that like that's gonna kill i know she should be wearing yeah it should be covered with gauze and she she should be wearing like a large soft cotton t-shirt yeah not like a sassy camisole i mean you want to help with the pain like first dress that damn wound i know but then it wouldn't be so disgusting for the viewers to have to see this thing every few minutes. I guess, but they're going to have to, like, replace all of their furniture that she's <laughs> set on. Very, very true. Oh, it's disinfected so at the very least. So, so she's not doing great, but Damon lies and is like, oh, you know, it doesn't look so bad. Right, Elena? Because Elena has come down from Stefan's room. And she's like, uh, yes, it looks really good. Like the worst, most unconvinced yeah. lie ever. And it's so stupid because it's not like there aren't mirrors in the Salvatore <laughs> house. Um, if she just gets one, she could totally see her back in a mirror reflection. Yeah, because unlike Buffy vampires can see their reflections on this show oh is that a thing in buffy yeah. what do they see just nothing just nothing yeah. Wow, that seems like it would make it hard to do your makeup yeah what did they do before they got like phones that could do selfie mode i don't know <laughs> would they show up in pictures i think so okay i don't know anyway i digress so damon is like oh i i gotta go Elena, why don't you watch over Rose for a while? And I'm pretty sure this is a school day because we see the other kids at school. So Elena is once again just not going to school. Yeah, She's going to sit and take care of Rose. And Rose is like, that's not necessary. I'm fine. (laughs) But Elena's like, fine, sure. I'll do it. But first she like goes out into the like foyer with Damon and they have a loudly whispered conversation mm-hmm. when Rose is one room over and has vampire hearing so she obviously hears this entire thing yes. although they don't admit that she hears it on the show I believe it yeah they're like is she gonna die oh yeah totes it's disgusting she looks like raw meat <laughs> <laughs> I know and in this scene, Damon is really pretending not to care, um, even though you could tell that he totally does. He's like, listen, Elena, the sooner she dies, the better. I'll be back later. 
And it's kind of sad. Yeah. We're not buying it, Damon. No. Like, stop spending all this effort on trying to look like an asshole. Because you are an asshole, but you have layers. Yes, you care deep down. (laughs) So, they're dumb. Everybody in this situation is dumb. Yep. Especially Elena for agreeing to watch over Rose. I mean, I just think that's a bad idea. Like, they don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. What if she turned, what if, like, Rose turned into a werewolf and attacked Elena? They don't know. That would be unfortunate. It would. But there was nothing about that in Isabel's research. Oh, okay. (laughs) All of that research from Duke. Yeah. So then we go over to the school where the other children are actually attending. Yes. Uh, There's a big banner on a wall for the Booster Club Barbecue. So that's what's happening in town tonight. Uh, Caroline strolls up, and she's wearing a cute outfit. She's got, like, yes. a gray plaid mini skirt with black tights and a black uh, tank top and, like, faux leather jacket. Mm-hmm. And Tyler comes up in his, like, football uniform and is like, Caroline, thank you so much. It was so amazing what you did for me. I don't know how I would have done it without you. Yay. And Caroline's like, yeah, go team. We did it. Yeah. She's like, last night was a total victory. You turned once. And even though it was super painful, it's just going to keep getting better for you. Um, Like, I'm going to keep helping you and and it won't be as painful next time and so on. But side note, maybe we should get some like better chains and reinforce that wall because he almost got me last time. (laughs) Yes. Right. Oh, my God. And she like awkwardly stops in the middle of saying it. And Tyler's like, what? What would happen? I'm like. There really is no follow-up needed for this. If you had, like, bitten her when you were a werewolf, you could have, like, chopped her head off with your teeth. Exactly. I don't think there needs to be any explanation, but then Caroline's like, well, you know, it's no big deal, but a werewolf bite can kill a vampire, according to the legend. Mm -hmm. And Tyler's like, how the fuck do you know about werewolf legends? And she's like, I think I read it somewhere. Yeah, It was like, what, in Jonathan Gilbert's journal? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, or George Lockwood's. So that's interrupted by fucking Matt, who comes up, and Tyler scoots, and Caroline's like, Matt, I swear there's nothing going on between me and Tyler. I'm like, you were literally like just standing in a parking lot and talking. You don't need to explain yourself. Matt is not even your boyfriend. I know. And Matt's like, yeah, Caroline, I know. I know you're a lot of things, but you're definitely not a liar. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You can't uh, just, like, get through a conversation without insinuating horrible things about her. He can't. He insults her every time they speak. It's horrible. But it he's is. like, what's the deal? How do you feel? Blah, 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 blah. He's also wearing a letter jacket, which I don't think we've seen before, and no. it looks so cheap. It looks so cheap, and it has a giant M on it, and at first I thought it stood for Matt, but then I remembered <laughs> that, it, that it's for Mystic Falls. Yeah. Um, so he just wants to know, he's like, I don't like this thing between us, whatever it is. I'm like, okay, listen, this is what the thing is. You dumped her, and then you came over to her house to be like, I miss you. Like, there's nothing going on. Yeah. You're just, like, having feelings at her, and she's not, like, involving herself. Exactly. Like, yeah. go away. He's just mad that she didn't accept him back, like, right as soon as he showed up at her house. Yeah. And he's mad that Tyler was there, even though he agrees that there's nothing going on. Uh, he's just, like, making it into a big deal when it's not a big deal. Yeah. And then he kisses her, 
I'm like, get the fuck away. I know. And she's like, no, we can't do this, and leaves. And he's like, duh, but I met. Yeah. Oh, God. See, the sirens are coming to (laughs) to carry Matt away. Yeah. Please hurry. Put him in man jail with all the other men. (laughs) Yes. Like Matt Lauer. All the mats can hang out together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Real life. (laughs) So... After we check in at the school and Matt makes a damn fool of, of himself, we check over at the Mystic Grill where Sheriff Forbes is there. We um, haven't seen her in a while. We haven't because she was looking for Amy Bradley. No news on if she found her in that ravine. <laughs> no. no news at all. Um, so she was probably very busy putting up all of those missing person posters and then taking them down later. Yeah. Um, so Sheriff Forbes is like hanging out at the bar um, and then Jules walks in and she's like hello Sheriff Forbes do you have any information on Mason and Sheriff Forbes is like listen no I've opened it <laughs> oh, I've opened a missing person investigation and that's it <laughs> Sheriff Forbes is so bad at her, at her job yeah I don't understand why Jules is even asking though because she knows that Mason's dead but yeah I guess she has to keep up the pretense that she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason she's in town is to see him. So I guess it sort of makes sense. But uh, also there is Alaric, who kind of spies Jules from across the room and immediately texts Damon to let him know that Jules is there because he probably has some revenge in mind. Yes. I'm like, he's a good bro. Mm-hmm. He's keeping an eye out. But Stefan comes and is like, oh, no, why would you tell him that? Yeah, he's all he's complaining. Because mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with Elena. So nothing <laughs> should happen unless it directly influences Elena. And uh, they have a short conversation about how Alaric was checking Isabel's research to see if there was anything about <laughs> cures for werewolf bites. <laughs> he's like, nope, just that they kill. Yeah. And Seven's like, hey, so do you have any way to contact Isabel? And Alaric thinks that he's asking so he can ask Isabel about werewolf cures her or himself but he's like oh no I I wanted to ask because I think she knows stuff about Klaus and he's like oh so it's about Elena yes (laughs) and now he's on board so hard yeah as soon as he knows it's about Elena he's like oh of course let me do what I can I have an old number I'll text it to you yes so that's happening and then I think we go back to the Salvatores where Elena is helping uh, Rose into bed. Oh, yes, right. So this is the first time that Elena sees Damon's room, and this is the first time that we see Damon's room as well, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think so. It's like very much like the rest of the house, except he has this like really nice bathroom. Yeah. With like granite walls and shit, and a nice big tub. The bathroom was really nice, and the bed was really huge, and yeah. the room I liked was his really bed huge. Me too. It was like, it seems like it was well-made, but old-timey. Yes, he probably has it from, like, the 1800s or something. Yeah. So, Rose is not feeling great. Elena's like, you gotta get some rest, girl. And she's, like, looking around because she's very curious. And she finds a copy of Gone with the Wind for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, apropos of nothing. And I call bullshit. Like, Damon would not read Gone with the Wind. Like, no. I can get... I would accept that Damon reads books, but not that one. Yeah. He probably just put it there for, like, staging purposes when he brings people over into yeah. his room. 
But that doesn't even make you look cool. It just makes you look like you have bad taste in books. Yeah, Not that's that I've true. ever read it, but... I don't know. It's maybe about, I'm, like, a plantation. I, I'm um, not there for it. You know what? Something just clicked in my head. Maybe it's symbolism because he grew up in the South during that time. <laughs> maybe. So he's reading And it. he probably owned slaves. Yeah. And it reminds him of his humanity. <laughs> the good old days back yep. when he owned people. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Rose is like, so what do you think of Damon's room? And Elena's like, you know, it's a room. I guess I was expecting silk sheets, and then they had You've been a thinking about chuckle. Damon's bed a lot, Alina. Yeah, right. I thought that was a little weird. Um, and then they kind of have a little bit of a heart to heart. So Rose is kind of reflecting on her past and saying that. Um, nobody has ever really loved her the way that Elena is so loved, presumably referring both to Damon and Stefan. And it's kind of sad because throughout the episode, she kind of talks about how the fact that she's been in transit for the past 400 years or 500 years or whatever, and that she never really found a home or a partner or anything like that. Yeah. And also, like, Elena is fine. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> But Rose is awesome. People should all love her. I know. She's the coolest with the best accent. Her hair needs work, but... Her hair is looking better in this episode because she didn't have time to, like, put product in it and flip it out. Yes, it's true. (laughs) But uh, other than that, she's looking worse for the wear. And I am bummed out by this conversation and all these conversations where she's like, I've been alive for 500 years, but I've wasted all of it. Yeah like damn that's That's dark it is she keeps talking about like i had trevor but he was just a friend i mean in 500 years they never were like why don't we just try it on right well i guess if they did it and it didn't work that would still mean they're just friends true or maybe he didn't like the ladies oh no because he liked Catherine. oh yeah maybe he was hung up on Catherine the way that Everyone is hung up on Elena. <laughs> Maybe it's a doppelganger thing. <laughs> um, but we don't ever really find out more about that. Uh, but Rose kind of starts asking about, like, Elena's plans. Because she, like everybody else, is not really happy about her making this deal with Elijah. And she's like, and you're sure that the Moonstone is destroyed? Oh, yeah. And in, like, the first display of Elena having any intelligence, <laughs> she's like, well, Bonnie told me it worked, and she had another witch's help, help uh, but it was Elijah's witch, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. So at least she is sort of on top of something. Yeah, I'm glad that Rose brought that up, because I, like, totally forgot about that from the last episode. Yeah. So then... She kind of seems like she's going to fall asleep, but then she starts barfing blood. Or no, she asks for blood and then tries to drink it and barfs it up all over the sheets. And I'm like, between that and her back wound just lying directly against the sheets, like, that's never going to be clean again. No. Those stains are never going away. And then she starts kind of hallucinating. She's like, ready the horses. Trevor, you're a fool. (laughs) Katerina! Oh my god, yeah. Things deteriorate quickly. Yeah, and she, like, pins Elena against a wall. I don't think she chokes her, so it's not a normal Vampire Diaries episode. Yeah. So for a couple seconds, it looks like she's going to attack Elena, but then she recovers, and she's like, oh my god, don't be scared of me. 
Like, I think I'm she should sorry. be scared of you. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're not in your right mind, and that's not your fault, <laughs> but she should probably leave. I know. I agree. But Elena is just continuing to comfort Rose because she's such a do-gooder, as Damon said. Yeah. Um, and she's like, listen, Rose, tell me about your home. And Rose is like... It's 30 kilometers south of London. There were horses and grass. It'll, it was like... You sound like you're from London. <laughs> Elena's like, that's so beautiful. And she said like three lines. It was literally <laughs> like it existed and there were horses there. I know. I was chuckling at that part. But she's being nice. Yeah. So we can't hate too much. We can't, but it was funny. Yeah. Um, and then Rose continues on to again say how much time she has wasted and she wished that she hadn't been afraid her whole life and had lived it up a little bit more. Yeah. So shit is dark in Damon's bon room. Yeah. <laughs> so then I think we go back to the grill where uh, I think this is a product placement shot that I didn't see what kind of phone it was. Oh. But it seemed like they were trying to show how impressive this phone was because. Alaric texts Isabel's number to Stefan, and he is able to tap on the number, and it starts calling it. Wow. It's like, ooh, the future. Yeah. How convenient. So he leaves this voicemail like, Isabel, it's Stefan. We need to talk. It's about Elena. It's important. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, what the fuck else would it be about? It's Stefan. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Isabel, please call me. It's very important. I need to know where you get your jackets. <laughs> and Damon strolls in, and Stefan kind of cuts him off and is like, please don't dismember this lady wolf uh, in front of the entire Mystic Girl. And Damon's like, oh, I wasn't planning on it. And, you know, Stefan's going to, like, carry on being like, you have to be calm but then he gets a call back so he immediately pieces out right and we don't see him again until the end of the episode <laughs> we don't and that was a quick call back if yeah. it was Isabel, which i assume it was whoever it was they were not having a very eventful day no they were just screening their calls and listening to the voicemails and picking who they want to call back yeah so damon goes to talk to jules and you think it's going to be very confrontational and terrible, but he's just like, listen, is there any way to cure a werewolf bite? And I'm like, oh, he just wants to help. I know. I mean, there's like some death threats in there. Like, I'm going to kill you unless you tell me. Yes. <laughs> but I will spare your life if you do, which seems like a very fair bargain. It does. But Jules is just being such a dick. Yes. She takes it to the next level here. And like... I get that Damon was an asshole about it last week, like, trying to poison her, but it's not like he tried to kill her or anything, and she just takes it way over the top. She's, like, taunting him about Rose. Like, has, has the, have the chills started? The hallucinations? She'll be rabid soon. Yeah. Damon doesn't, like, think any of this through, like, oh, maybe I should go check on Elena. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, uh, dude, you should get home pretty quick or at least answer your phone. Um, yeah. And he just is like pushing Jules for a cure. Like, listen, is there one or is there not? And after Jules like stops describing all the symptoms, she's like, yeah, okay, here's the cure. You take the stake and you drive it through her heart. And then oh. she is like drops the mic and then walks out of the grill yeah. without paying, I think. Yeah. How that place makes money is beyond me. 
<laughs> it was mm-hmm. fucked up, though. That could be, like, a whole spinoff. Like, trying to run the Mystic Girl. <laughs> It'd be, like, um, Restaurant Rescue or whatever those shows are <laughs> where people come in and, like, take over the restaurant so that it becomes profitable. Yeah. So, move it to another town. Yes. <laughs> Step one. Have more than the same eight people go there. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Jules is kind of out of that conversation for now, but I'm sure we're going to revisit that feud eventually. Mm-hmm. But Damon has not gotten the information that he wants, so he's bummed. Right. So we go back over to the Salvatores where Elena is still doing her best to take care of Rose. Um, she leaves the room to like get a wet washcloth or something to bring back. <laughs> a new set of sheets. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I have a new set of sheets. They're white again. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why even bother? Right. But um, Rose has disappeared from the bed and Elena can't find her. So she's kind of walking around the house, creeping around, looking for Rose. Um, and at this point calls Damon or Stefan. I didn't see who she dialed. Yeah, I don't think we find out for sure, but I, I assume it was Stefan. Okay. Because if Damon got the message, I think he would have come. Gotcha. But... I'm like, I'm glad she's doing this now, but maybe you should have done this the first time she hallucinated that you were Catherine and tried to kill you. Like, I get that you have a death wish, but that's just going to fuck things up for everybody. I know, right? Yeah, it foils the whole plan. Um, So she's like, come back. Like, Rose is not doing so good. Um, So Elena continues to look around the house. She goes down to, I think, the basement. Yeah, Um, great planning, Elena. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, what does she think she's going to do if Rose is, you know, really, like, running around? Yeah. But anyway, she goes down to the basement, and Rose is just ripping through blood bags like it's her job. Just, Mm -hmm. like, gobbling them up ferociously. Yeah. So the extreme hunger or whatever Jules was alluding to has certainly kicked in. She's been drinking. She is. Like I did last night. (laughs) And so she sees Elena and starts chasing her around the house. Because obviously she's not in her right mind. Mm-hmm. And she manages to tackle Elena to the ground, like back up in the living room. And Elena grabs onto a curtain and pulls it back so Rose gets burned by the sun. Good thinking. And instead of just like standing in that sunbeam where she's safe, she makes a run for the door and Rose catches up to her. So she digs her hand oh. into Rose's back when it's so gross. And I'm like, good thinking, but oh my god, wash your hands a thousand times. I know, the like, I think there was a noise on the show, it was like, all squishy, (laughs) oh my god, it was horrible. Yeah, and she's literally right in front of the front door when this happens. She incapacitates Rose for a second, instead of just opening the door and leaving the house, (laughs) she runs upstairs and barricades herself in, I think, Stefan's room. Yeah. And Rose starts knocking on the door and was like, Elena, I know it's you. I know you're not Catherine. Let me in. I need help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And Elena throws open the curtains in that room. And I'm pretty sure it revealing a balcony. Yeah. And like, okay, here's another chance. Go onto the balcony. Climb down the house. Yeah. <laughs> run. Like, she'll be okay in the house on her own. Like, she can take care of herself. Yeah, it's, it's not going to help anybody to, like, get yourself killed. Exactly. 
not even Rose, and that's the purpose why you're in the house. Yeah. Ugh. She's just such an idiot in this episode. I can't believe it. She really is. Oh, and she also breaks a chair to make a makeshift steak. Oh, I'm like, yeah. stop fucking up their house. <laughs> We're a bad house guest. I know. She's just like, she already everything. tore down the curtains. <laughs> you're going to have to pay for those damages. So then I think we, I don't remember where the next scene happens, but it's Matt and Caroline again. Uh, yes, I think they're still at school in the parking lot, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yep. And he just goes up to her and is like, why, Caroline, why? Yeah. And she's like, um, what no are you talking no. about? And, she, and he's like, I kissed you. I would like anything in the realm of the truth as to why you ran away from me. And I was like, when has she lied to you? Yeah. And it's like... When you kiss somebody and they run away, that's a pretty clear answer that they're not interested in kissing you anymore. Exactly. And you can't just go up to kiss people and kiss them whenever you want. Yeah. Fuck you, Matt. I know. So Caroline actually responds with like, listen, Matt, I, I love you. And he's like, okay, so what's the problem then? <laughs> not like, I love yeah. you too. Like, no sign that he's happy about this. No, he's just so like very aggressively being like, so what, what? I don't get it. And then he pulls out the great, if you love me, then you will tell me what's your problem. Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> then this cheerleader we've never seen before comes in and is like, Matt, we need more burgers. <laughs> and he's like, not now, Dana. <laughs> oh my God. Why are you there to f- fucking make burgers for the Founders Barbecue or whatever this is? Oh, it's not the Founders. It's the Booster Club. Oh, the Booster Club for the great football team that does not have a coach. It's probably the Founders Booster Club. And all our is probably the coach now. Oh my god. I love that the founders have a booster club. That would be the best. <laughs> so shout out to that girl who got her one line and therefore had to like get paid extra. You go, Dana. We never see her again. We're rooting for you. But uh, in the time that Matt turned around to be like, leave me alone, Caroline zoomed away. Good choice. Get out. So now it's nighttime, and Elena is still sitting in Seven's bedroom holding a steak, and she has decided, genius that she is, to now that it's dark outside and she has no defense, to unlock the door and go wander around the house calling for Rose. (laughs) It is so stupid. What is wrong with you? But she goes down, and all she sees is that the front door is open, and Damon has finally come home, and it's like, what's up? Where's Rose? And she's like, sorry, I don't know. I did a bad job babysitting. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, I was not the right man for the job. <laughs> oh, boy. And of course, Rose has managed to zoom herself right to the barbecue. Yes. And she's puking blood behind some dumpsters. And this poor hapless uh, janitor man or somebody mm-hmm. has come in to throw some stuff out in the dumpsters and is like, hey, are you okay, barfing lady? And he like walks towards her and that is something I would never do. I would never walk towards a barfing stranger. Yeah, right? Like, ask them if they need help, but yeah. like, stay out of barfing distance. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I want to tell a really gross story, but I'm not going to Please because do. it's too gross. Are Please you sure? Do. It's yeah. really gross. Okay. Me and Mike were at PetSmart getting pet supplies, and this guy, like, we were walking, like, up to the door, and this guy pulled up in a truck, 
opened the door and started barfing like the hardest I've ever seen anyone barf and it was so disgusting and then he drove away and a bunch of pigeons descended and started eating the barf we were so horrified like I almost started throwing up myself it was the worst thing we'd ever seen wow yes it was horrible it was like a scene out of Vampire Diaries I think the last time I saw somebody barf in public, I was working at the Target Starbucks, and (laughs) we shared, like, a dining room with the Pizza Hut, Yep. and there were, like, icy machines, and there was this mom and her little daughter, and I think the daughter had been drinking an icy, Uh and she just started puking, like, this pink (laughs) stuff, and the mom just, like, put her hand down and was trying to catch as much as she could in her hands. I was like, that's parenthood right there, and that's why I never want to be a parent. That's a good job of the mom. And I was like, she was just totally calm. Like, (laughs) one thing I've learned about parents from having a nephew is that they just become completely immune to being grossed out by bodily fluids. That's good. Good for them. I will stay grossed out. Good for the mom for catching the puke instead of letting the daughter puke all over the floor. That's really good. It still got on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) Because she puked a lot. Oh my God. And I was just like watching it happen. It was (laughs) like she was an icy, like her mouth was an icy dispenser. (laughs) Just like going into her mom's hand. (laughs) It was gross. Oh, Oh, she's probably like in middle school now. Yeah. That was a long ass time ago. They grow up so fast. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope she's listening. What if she is? And be like Babel. Oh my god. Okay, so what was happening on this show? Um, Oh right, Rose and the garbage uh, man. Yeah, Rose is barfing by the dumpster. The garbage man comes to see if she's okay. And then she just turns and attacks him real quick and kills him. Yeah, R.I.P. garbage man. Yes. You're the first one down. So then we cut away from the dumpsters for a moment to a few feet away where Damon has arrived to the scene because Sheriff Forbes, a.k.a. Liz, has called him for backup (laughs) because she knows that there's a vampire around. Um, Why? Because of the campsite? No, because she just found the body. Like, one of her deputies found the body of the garbage man. Oh, okay. And so he's, like, lying in the foreground, bleeding from the neck. Gotcha. And I'm like, it was such a huge deal in season one that there was a vampire in town. And now it, like, keeps happening. But Sheriff Forbes is, like, not suspicious of this at all. It's just like, oh, they just keep passing through town. And Damon keeps finding them. And Damon is like, Liz, thanks for calling. I came as fast as I can. And she's like, thank you, Damon. We have another one on our hands. So he runs off with Elena. He gives her a proper stake. Uh, but they don't split up. One of the first smart things they've ever done. Mm-hmm. And they go off looking for Rose. And meanwhile, Rose has... Uh, found a couple new people to take out her hallucinations on. There's a lovely young couple. And I was sure that the guy was Matt for a minute. It looked like him. And it sounded like him. But it wasn't. It was just another bland, blonde, white man with a stupid voice. His name was <laughs> Shout Eddie. out to this actor <laughs> in his big break. Uh, sorry, Eddie. Oh, yes, Eddie. So they're talking about the garbage man. Yes. They're like, what was up with the police out there? She's like, oh, this maintenance man just dropped dead of a heart attack. Uh, and spontaneously, blood came pouring out of his neck. At least they didn't think it was an animal attack. I know. I guess, like, nobody could have seen the body, so they could say it was that. Yeah. She gets into the car, and he doesn't come in with her for a few seconds. She's like, what's, what's going on, Eddie? Eddie? 
And then his body crashes onto the windshield because Rose has just killed him. Ugh, yeah. And she runs out of the car, and then Rose kills her, too. So that's three bodies now. Wow. And then I think Damon and Elena find her. Yeah, they rush over, and Damon kind of grabs Rose and pins her to the ground, and she kind of comes to and realizes what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, and she's like, did I do that? And Damon is like, did I do that? <laughs> oh and Damon is like, yeah, yeah, you did. And she's like, I never wanted to hurt anyone, Damon. I never wanted to hurt anyone. And yeah, she's was, very sad that she killed sad. people. And that's sad. And then she starts talking about not having a home again. Right. Yeah. I feel like every time we see her in one of these scenes, she brings it back up. Yeah. Because Damon's like, I'm going to take you home. And she's like, I have no home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I shouldn't be laughing because it's really sad. But she manages to worm it into every conversation yeah. in this episode. It's like, wait, Rose, do you have a home? <laughs> Tell us. Have you had a home in the past 5,000 years or 500 years? Or have you just been roaming with Trevor? Trevor! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they take her back, uh, lay her back in Damon's bed. Elena's still there for some reason. I'm like, read a room. Like, give them a moment. You can't do anything here. You're just, like, possible collateral damage at this point. She's literally just creeping around, still holding a stake, I think. I (laughs) I wrote Elena creeping so many times in my notes of this episode. Well, I mean, Stefan was gone for most of it, so somebody had to pick up the slack. True. So Rose is feeling very weak, and she talks to Elena a little bit. And she gets kind of real with Elena. She's like, you need to fight. I know you're scared, but you have to do it. Yeah. Because she doesn't want Elena to give herself up to Klaus or whatever her current plan is. Mm -hmm. And then she asks Elena why she's so nice to her. I'm like, because you're a nice person. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't she? Well, I mean, there was the one time that she kidnapped you and tried to give you up to Elisha. Oh. That (laughs) That was like three episodes ago. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Damon killed your brother and your pally with him. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole scene is very sad. Yes. But then she starts kind of flipping out again, and Damon's like, just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and she just starts, like, convulsing and, like, crying and screaming, like, make it stop, it hurts. Yeah. It's just sad. It sucks. Sorry, Rose, you're one of the good ones. Yep. So then we go over to Caroline's house where Tyler is just standing outside of her house. Yep. And he's like, listen, Caroline, I have just one question. Why did you risk it if you knew that a single bite from a werewolf would kill a vampire? And Caroline was like, listen, Matt, I or listen, Tyler, (laughs) I already told you I didn't want you to have to go through this alone. Um, I knew it was going to be hard for you and blah, blah, blah. And he and Tyler's just like, I don't understand. And she's like, why is it so hard for you to understand that somebody could actually care about you and not want you to have to go through something like that by yourself? And then Tyler just starts kissing Caroline. (laughs) And she's into it for longer than she was with Matt. Oh, yeah. Uh, But then she pushes him off and has the best line of the episode. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so good. Everybody needs to just stop kissing me. I'm like, well, at least everybody's gotten wise to the Caroline show, but... Yeah. 
Caroline's the best. Maybe do it in a respectful way. Yeah. Maybe be like, can I kiss you because I have feelings for you instead of just doing it. But she tells Tyler, no, she goes inside and he's like, wah, wah. Yep. And I think then we go to the saddest scene. Oh my God. This is too sad. So Damon's in bed with Rose kind of embracing her and holding her and helping her through like her convulsions and whatnot and we enter a dream sequence where Rose is wearing this like great (laughs) costume of like a British countryside peasant or something I don't even know it looked fake as fuck yeah it was like like she was at the red fair yes that's exactly how it looked um she has her long flowing wig again (laughs) yeah so there's a beautiful hill, uh, presumably the same scene that she described to Elena earlier in the episode. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a couple of horses. It's sunny. And she's just kind of walking around and doing some twirls. Oh, she was definitely twirling. Yeah. As you would if you were on a hill dotted with horses. I feel 30 like kilometers south of London. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's just kind of sitting in the sun talking about how good it feels. And then Damon kind of pops up. And is sitting with her. Um, but he's in his modern clothes. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, and she has another one of her like speeches about how she regrets things and wishes she could have had connections and she misses her home and this is her favorite place to go as a girl. Damon admits that Elena told him about what she told Elena and somehow extrapolated from it existed and there were horses that <laughs> yeah. it was this beautiful countryside. <laughs> Because we know that Damon, like Catherine, has the power to like give people dreams, and he's using it to be nice now, and it's so sweet. It was really nice. And she's just like, I would like to enjoy the fresh air. Will you enjoy it with me? Oh. And so they like lie back. She talks about how maybe she's going to see her family and Trevor now, and she says she's not scared to die anymore. And... Then she challenges him to a race to the woods. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, in the real world, Damon has a stake. And she's like, okay, three, two. And then he stakes her. And I'm like, you couldn't let us find out who was going to win this race. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, my God. That was a dick move. It was. But he's crying. And it's really sad. It was really, really sad. I feel like this was the saddest moment of the whole series. It was pretty up there. Yeah. It's the first death that we've had that was, like, somewhat ceremonious. Everyone else is just, like, dying of murder, and we don't see what happens. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Rose was the best. R.I.P. Rose. Yeah. Too soon. So that is a major bummer. Damon then puts Rose's body in the trunk and drives it to the woods to meet Sheriff Forbes and be like, look, I found the vampire. She's in my trunk. And Sheriff Forbes says, thanks, Damon. Once again, you've made this town safe. I was like, Sheriff Forbes, you are the worst sheriff ever. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. And so he's like, I'll take care of the body. Peace. And Sheriff Forbes is just like, cool, I don't need any details or information, like, where she came from, if there are more, like, if there are more bodies somewhere, how you managed to get the jump on another vampire again when you're just, like, some dude. Yep. I, I'm i perfectly satisfied with this resolution. Yeah, she's like, all right, that's it. This will never happen again. <laughs> yep, we're definitely out of the woods now. Good to have this all tied up. <laughs> oh, my God. 
so then back to the Mystic Grill where Jules and Tyler are sitting down for a little conversation where Jules just dumps all kinds of shit. Yeah. Uh, she tells Tyler that she knows that he's a wolf and that Mason was. She finds out that he's brand new and can't sniff out vampires yet. And she's like, I want to help you. Like, guess who murdered Uncle Mason? It was Caroline. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it wasn't, you liar. I know. And you know it wasn't. But she divulges that Caroline is not the only vampire in town, that she's been lying to him. And he's like, Caroline wouldn't do that. Yeah, that was sad. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that she had to lie to him. But the alternative was him having to, like, get sucked into the Stephen Damon shit show. Mm-hmm. Which he would have been better off without Agreed. But Jules basically is like, you need to join me. I have some werewolf friends who are coming. We're going to help you. Your friend Caroline sucks. And there are tons of vampires here. Yep. He's just like, what? Tyler's world is rocked again. (laughs) Yeah. He just can't have a normal day, can he? Jules is very rude. I know. You couldn't even, like, deliver this news gently. Like, your uncle was murdered. Yeah, she's just like, LOL, you can't even... Um, smell out vampires yet. You're such a new werewolf, lol. <laughs> noob. Noob. <laughs> yes. She pretty much just sits there and calls him a noob. <laughs> Ugh, um, I hate her. Me too. So I think that's the last we see of them for now. Uh, we then go back to the Salvatores where Elena has returned. Yes. And Damon's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I wanted to come in and check on you because I know that you had feelings for Rose and it must be really hard. And he's like, listen, Elena, if you're asking me if I care about Rose, I don't. And if you're asking me if I'm sad, I'm not. And then she kind of like, is like, all right, Damon. And then she, I don't know, asks him another question. And then he eventually opens up a little bit and says, it's hard because Jules was trying to attack me mm-hmm. and Rose ended up dying. Um, and Elena's like, oh, you're feeling this human emotion. You're feeling guilty. I know it's hard. Um, and then Damon is kind of like, listen, Elena, you suck. All you do, all you do is give up. Um, and then Elena hugs Damon and he starts crying. Um, he gets yeah. in, in touch with his human side. Yeah. But he's not feeling it. He's like, I've had enough personal growth for one night. Get the fuck out. Yeah. So she leaves and goes home where, of course... Stefan is waiting for her. Yeah, like, where have you been all fucking day, dude? <laughs> Yeah, she, like, she's been calling him all day, and he's just been gone. Yeah. And she, he's like, oh, so I called up Isabel. She's like, did you find her? He's like, well, not exactly. And who does he have behind him but fucking Funkel John uh, Gilbert. God, I thought we were never going to have to see his smarmy face again. Yeah. I'm like, great job, Stefan. You've brought back the guy who attempted to murder everybody last season. In the whole town. Good call. Ugh. I hope Elena chops off his finger again. I hope she chops off his head. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but that's not like our big cliffhanger of the episode. We then have to have this horrible scene where Damon is doing his stupid fucking... Catherine 1864 trick of lying in the road. Oh, right. So a passerby will try to help him. And it's this lady named Jessica. She's like, dude, are you okay? And he's like drinking from a flask. He compels her to stand still. 
and she's like freaking out it's like are you gonna hurt me and he goes on this whole like philosophical monologue like to kill or not to kill that (laughs) is the question he literally said do i kill you or do i not kill you Oh, my God. He's like, I can't be what she wants me to be. I don't know about It's too hard. Blah, 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 blah. I miss being human. That's my big secret. So I got to kill you. Yeah. So he lets her go for one second, but then goes and kills her. And she's the fifth person to die. Oh, my God. All right. He just horrible song playing in the background. As usual. Yeah. It's like 21 Pilots or something, but it can't <laughs> be them because it was too long ago. But I recognize the song and it sucks. <laughs> I hated that scene. Me it just too. felt really stupid. Yeah. I'm like, do we really need to go through this? Like, I'm evil. No, I'm not evil. Like, just pick, Damon. I know your friend's dead, but maybe don't murder people while you grieve. I know. Yeah. We keep bouncing back and forth with Damon's character on this. Like, one week he's, like, really good and we love him. And then another week he kind of does something that's unforgivable. Like, this is really fucked up. And the way that he, like, taunted this person before he killed them... Yeah, and, like made her scared. It was really hard to watch. Yeah, it sucked, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, and I'm like, ugh, Damon. I don't want to go on this journey with you again. I know, me neither. But I guess we're gonna have to. So that was quite a bloodbath. It was. I'm very sad about Rose. Me too. I loved that lady. Love ya, Rose. She has been loved by us. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. I'm going to miss doing impressions of her. But spoiler alert, she will not be the last British character on this show. Ah, blessed. Now we get to do more British accents. Eventually. Good. Yes. So, uh, who you want to punch? Oh, boy. Um, I want to punch Jules. Yeah. For sure. She's the worst. She attacked Rose, causing that horrible bite that we had to stare at all episode. Um, Mm. She was horrible to everyone in this whole episode. Even Tyler. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, And she's just a horrible person, a murderer that taunts people. Um, She's a cold-hearted snake. And I'm oh, mad that cool. her makeup was still perfect after she went on a night of a murderous rampage. That's the thing that I can't get over is, like, how soulless do you have to be to allow yourself to have your werewolf transformation without any, like, restrictions? Knowing yeah. that you're probably going to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. There's like, no that's fucked up. That. I know. And, like, there are a lot of characters in this show who murder people. <laughs> and we kind of have to look the other way. But... It's always made very clear like that being violent and murdering people is just in the nature of a vampire and that to not do it, you have to fight against it. Mm-hmm. But that's never really stated for werewolves. Yeah. It's like stated that they want to kill vampires, but mm-hmm. she just kills random people. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not down. I'm not on board. Me neither. Who do you want to punch, Claire? Well, I obviously want to punch Jules, yes. but if, as long as she's already taken, I'll have to say Matt. Yes, thank you. Because he's Matt. We haven't, well, we haven't seen much of him in the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. And I was getting used to it. Um, so it's like Jeremy wasn't in the episode, so he had to really pick up the slack in that department. Yeah. And just be so horrible. Like every part of him that's like horrible came out in full force in this episode with the way he treated Caroline. 
It's like he's been having this conversation with himself about his feelings for Caroline and where he wants them to be in the relationship mm-hmm. and is coming to her expecting her to be in the middle of that same conversation even though she doesn't have any of the information. Yes. And he's like being a dick to her because she doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yes. Like she doesn't. And um, he's the one who broke up with her. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so annoying. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Matt. Like, if you have these feelings, just be like, hey, Caroline, can we talk? I'm, you know, having these feelings. And he kind of started to do that last week, but then Tyler interrupted. Mm-hmm. So now he's just like, we didn't get to finish our conversation. I must kiss you. Oh, my God. How dare you not enjoy kissing me? It makes no sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd punch him right into space. I love it. I hate him. Yeah. Men, why are they? Ugh. That's a good question that we will never answer. Um, the thing that really jumps out at me in this episode is, we talked about it, is that Matt and Tyler are just kissing Caroline without mm. asking for her consent at all and expecting her to like be grateful and return their feelings right away. I feel like Tyler was better about it. Yeah. Like, he's feeling a new feeling and... Mm-hmm. He probably should have asked first, but, like, he backed off and didn't give her a hard time. That's true. That's true. But we'll see if he continues to be respectful. Yeah. Especially with the new information he has. I feel like Tyler is very easy to, like, flip a switch of hatred, um, <laughs> especially after he raped Vicky and has done a bunch of horrible shit <laughs> Attempted. In the past. Oh, yeah. Attempted rape. Excuse me. Asterisk. Because <laughs> that makes it better. Oh, my God. I know. <sighs> Yeah, Um, it makes me think about, like, I feel like I probably talked about this before, but I've been thinking about it again, mm -hmm. uh, where, like, a character on a TV show will do something horrible and unforgivable, but then for plot reasons, the show wants us to like them, so they just redeem them. Yeah. And I was thinking about Chuck Bass, um, because he tries to rape Jenny Humphrey in the first episode of that show, but by the end of the first season, he's seen as a romantic hero. And it's such a quick turnaround. And now it, it turns out in real life that Ed Westwick, who played Chuck Bass, has been accused of raping multiple women. Ugh. And I'm like, well, you know, when we're in a culture, when on that show, we were all rooting for Chuck Bass to get together with Blair, even mm-hmm. after all the horrible things he did. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's just ingrained in us by these shows that need us for plot reasons to care about characters who rape people. I know. And it's, it's like, like no wonder it. that the world is like what it is. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's normalizing it, I yeah. think, for a lot of people. So you have um, people who think that they could be aggressors and get away with it. And then you mm-hmm. also have just a situation where people don't speak up because they're scared because of these people in power. Ugh, it's horrible. Yeah. And Ed Westwick wasn't even that powerful. He was just like on a teen show. Yeah. Ugh. It's horrible. The world Every is terrible. week there's new stories about new people who are terrible and I'm just like my brain can only hold so many like horrible stories. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm reaching my capacity at this point. I know. I feel like almost like I'm full yeah. of bad news. Yeah. It's hard to digest and like make sense of and internalize without letting it really get well not that I'm not I'm trying not to let it get to me but it's just it's like you have to live your life yeah it's an unpleasant experience for sure and that's just like the 
men stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then there's all the other yeah. shit that's going on. Uh, but we can't even get into that now. This is no a Vampire Diaries podcast. <laughs> I was like out with friends a few weekends ago, and I was like, we were talking about this, and then. I was like, so whenever I'm trying not to think about how horrible men are and all of the shit that's going down, I like to think about healthcare and taxes. And then we just like <laughs> divulged into those topics. Oh, oh my god. god. All right. God bless. So men on the vampire diaries, we pretty much covered Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit with Stefan, you know, he's like, I need to help my girlfriend so i'm gonna bring in the uncle who is so horrible that everybody was happy that he got his fingers chopped off (laughs) yeah we need this other man to come help he's been horrible but if it's to help elena and he's just totally going against her wishes she's like i've made this decision and he won't respect it as Mm -hmm. usual yeah he's barely in the episode and still manages to piss me off yeah because uh, he just thinks that he's in charge of everyone and everything. Yeah. And he's not. You suck. But with the return of Uncle John, it's going to shake up the who we want to punch game, I bet. It will. And presumably Jeremy's going to be in next episode because he wasn't in this one. So Ugh. it's going to be very hard to pick next week. Yeah. We didn't have Jeremy or Bonnie in this episode. I hope they weren't off fucking. Uh, me too. That makes me <laughs> nervous. <laughs> what were they doing? I don't want to know. <laughs> me neither. Ugh, I really hope that we never see Jeremy in another sex scene. Or in any other scene. <laughs> I hope that he just disappears from the show. I wouldn't no even be mad about the plot hole. I'd just be blessed. It'd be like season two of Friday Night Lights. They have all those new characters and then they just disappear in season three. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it was such a horrible season. Uh, yeah, season two. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, so who should have done it? Uh... So, I'm struggling because I'm so sad about Rose. Yeah. I feel like it would have maybe been nice if Damon and Rose had shared one last uh, moment of making love together. Um, just because Rose seems so lonely in, yeah. in, in her death. And not that I think that that's necessarily going to make her feel better, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that there was a good thing between those two. Yeah. That would have been nice. Maybe they could have gotten one in in that dream. Yeah, right? With the horses in the background. (laughs) The horses watching. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So beautiful. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree with that one. There weren't really many good options in this episode. Uh So just because I want them to both leave Caroline alone, I'm going to say Matt and Tyler. Nice. (laughs) Like... You both are feeling some feelings, and you both are bonering some boners, so why don't you just help a brother out and let Caroline live her life? Yes, I'm down for that. I feel like they probably would be, too. I never, like, in season one, you would never think that this could be a thing to say, but Tyler is too good for Matt. Yeah. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) I know. Yeah, that's where we are. Good lord. All right. Well, this has been a very short episode. I hope you can forgive us. We're like trying to bring this podcast to you weekly, but life Mm -hmm. sometimes gets in the way. Sorry, everyone. I got sick last week. Rude. I know. I try to make Vampire Diary Diaries the first in my life, but sometimes my health (laughs) gets in the way. Uh, We can forgive you, I suppose. Thank you. But if you have any thoughts about Beth's priorities... (laughs) 
<laughs> or health. Hit us up uh, in many social media platforms. Mystic, follow us on Twitter at the VD Diaries. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore Diaries underscore podcast. Um, we're also on Facebook and Tumblr. Just check us out uh, by searching the Vampire Diaries Diaries. Mm-hmm. And we are also on soundcloud and itunes and we would love it if you left us a review we haven't gotten one in a little bit yeah it's been like two weeks i know (laughs) we have gotten some new soundcloud followers recently so shout out to all of you we're glad to have you yay let us know your thoughts and then we'll shout you out by name if you do yes so you have that to look forward to (laughs) so have a great week stay warm by the fire of the dismembered corpses of your victims. <laughs> that is so beautiful. It's a Christmas uh, tradition in my family. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stay safe out there, guys. Mozzarella.